1: Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, we have a stupendous episode for you tonight. We've got Ben Harold, uh, who you might know as at Herald on Twitter, but more importantly, HalfSpaces, HalfSpaces.com. That guy on US Men's National Team Twitter, who puts out scores for your, your favorite players on the U.S. Men's National Team and actually backs it up with, uh, with data and GIFs and GIFs and all that other fun stuff. So we've got a uh, pretty intense, and by intense I mean lighthearted, discussion of the U.S. Men's National Team in the last window. Um, this week's episode, this, week's, this day's episode, is brought to you by the Anchor app, which you can find at anchor.fm, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your employment law and HR business needs check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com so let's get right into it with Ben and Greg
0: All right do I have you both Yes sir I have arrived
3: All right well we uh once again we are we are welcoming Ben Harold aka at uh, BL Herald, but halfspaces.com, to the podcast uh welcome Ben
2: Thank you very much. And if whoever owns at Half Spaces wants to sell it to me, please let me know.
3: We, uh, we will look that up. We, we are a <laughs> full-service uh, podcast, and we do, in fact, look into such things, and we definitely did so before this precise moment. <laughs> uh, at Half Spaces uh, is...
2: Oh, I've looked. It's taken, but there's nobody that actually is using it or owns it i don't know what's up with that Uh, don't worry
0: don't worry we know a bunch of lawyers we can figure this out (laughs) oh good
3: uh so bad news uh this account has been suspended for violating twitter rules we don't know why but we can imagine (laughs) because twitter is terrible speaking of which find us on twitter at tls underscore n underscore tds um so we uh we want to talk I I figure uh we want to talk sort of a a general US men's national team window recap. Um and uh I think we can we can go sort of round robin style. Let's go uh who's our who's our most surprising and who's our most disappointing? So Ben, let's let's start with you because you have actual information whereas Greg and I just sort of say things.
2: Uh well, I have uh opinion that I support with my own made up stats. So I'm not sure how much better that is, but we'll give it a shot.
3: Okay. So uh, one of us, one of us. (laughs) (laughs) So under your made up stats, uh, who, who is the, the most surprising uh, player from this window? And so while, while two of the four games are friendlies, I think we're all assuming that we took those games seriously, even if Costa Rica didn't.
2: All right. Well, um, this might be a little odd, but I'm actually going to go with Mark McKenzie. Okay. Um, I know he had the real high profile, uh, you know, error against um, Mexico, but um, he also didn't really look out of place in any of the games. I mean, aside from that, which is a big aside, I know. It's a little uh, bit like,
3: uh, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was, how was the, uh,
2: (laughs) how was the play? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, on the plus side, he got 340 some odd minutes Uh, Probably even more than that. If you want to count all the extra time in Mexico, Um, you know, it was like 140 minutes, even though it went to 120 or whatever. He played
3: 340, but really played 375.
2: Exactly. Uh, But I kind of feel like center backs are a little bit like offensive line. Like if you're not noticing them, they're probably doing all right. And Mark, a lot of that over, over the, uh, over the window and he showed at times he is pretty good handling the ball. Uh, he had one moment, especially against Mexico, where he had an interception, dribbled up the field, started a counter. So there's something there. Plus, he didn't stand out defensively. Like Tim Ream played a couple times, and I mean, I love Tim Ream, but it's like, oh, um, that guy we, should be in there.
3: We love um, Tim Ream as as a future coach of the Mess National Team, not as a player.
2: Right. I mean, if Tim Ream is going to be in there and like ping passes against a team that isn't going to, you know, test him too much, he's fine. Like, if you want, you know, you want to have him be the backup when we're playing Dominican Republic, that's that's, that's fine. But like, I don't know, if you're going to have a speedy winger in there trying to test him, or I don't know, that's not that's not his bag anymore.
3: No. No, definitely not.
0: So, okay, no, his, so His thing right now is clearly just to have the best hair on the team. <laughs> uh, he
2: does look amazing. There's somebody out there that keeps comparing him to The Witcher, and that's not terrible.
3: Yes! Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not terrible. Uh, although, I really like Brendan Aronson's flow. It's it's a little hockey-esque, but I really <laughs> like it.
2: My kids recently, we just let them watch um, Lord of the Rings the first time, and they keep wanting to see Brendan Aronson because they keep saying he looks like Frodo.
3: <laughs> is that what like, they're saying that as a compliment
0: right oh, of course yeah they love okay. Frodo. oh
3: okay uh usually I, I find that when people get uh compared to hobbits it's rarely good <laughs> yeah
0: well, he's saying that kid, as the person that compares me to a hobbit
3: regularly so <laughs> not affectionate
0: well my my children mean it differently they're much more
2: kind than than you are apparently
3: we're not great people here yeah i can guarantee uh, that <laughs> Uh, all right, Greg. Who is who is your biggest surprise?
0: Um, it's obvious, but I'm gonna go with Ethan Horvath. Uh, we didn't like we'd said before. Like he was struggling to get time in. Uh, was it Belgium? And yeah. then he came in and looked like a complete keeper. One uh, saved our asses in Mexico. Looked good in the follow up game. Ethan Horvath uh, definitely got himself in my
3: mind some playing time with uh, this window. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's. There's not like, there's not much that needs to be said about that because he had the loudest moment of the window. I think we can right. all agree about that. Um, and I guess the quietest moment would be Christian when he shushed the fans, but hey, whatever. Um, so, okay, yeah. so. I
2: was
3: so, going to say, so- I don't know,
2: I don't know exactly know the details, but um Horvath has been kind of getting screwed over by Bruges for years. There's like yeah. a if any of you want to deep dive, there's like a whole thread on it on big soccer. But like that poor kid has just gotten gotten the shaft over there at Bruges. Actually, Ben, yes. I'm
0: not sure if you're aware of this, but the uh, podcast stance is that Ethan Horvath is just three children standing on top of each other in a kit. So uh, all <laughs> of the Ethans have been getting screwed by Bruges. That's rough.
3: In Bruges, in Bruges, uh, which is a, is a, is an okay film. I like that film.
0: I I love it but I don't know if uh if our younger listeners should be watching that one quite yet.
2: I may not be cultured enough. I have no idea what that is.
3: Okay, so it's a it's a movie with uh Colin Farrell and um what's his the, name? The other the guy.
0: Gle- the older Gleason.
2: Yeah,
3: Brandon Gleason. Uh it's it's like about a hitman who goes to Bruges for vacation
0: it's it's a it's a dark comedy and your children are definitely not old enough to watch it yet okay
2: was that from colin farrell's brief two-year run as a successful actor sir Uh,
1: (laughs) sir
0: (laughs) it's actually from his play it's like the best movie he made during his playboy days
3: okay uh i I actually i actually just okay i I promise we'll get back to soccer in a moment but i just watched um (laughs) Crimes of Grindelwald, or the first like hour of it, uh, it's awful. But um, the the first movie where Colin Farrell plays Johnny, Colin Farrell plays Grindelwald when Johnny Depp, uh, like in disguise, and and he's 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 so disinterested, <laughs> like you can tell that he just has no interest in being part of what he's doing. So it was phenomenal from Colin Farrell. But...
2: So Grindelwald, as in like Dumbledore's friend. <laughs> Uh, yes with air quotes uh
3: yeah they were friends (laughs) Uh, like how like how um like alexander the great had a friend right staying with colin farrell here (laughs)
0: like Liberace had a
3: friend played by matt damon right (laughs) um so so anyway so I, i would say that the the player that i was most surprised with um in a positive sense uh, and I guess we'll, we'll get to the disappointment in a second. But the, the player I was most surprised with in a positive sense was 100% um, DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, watching him play not only competently, but tough and, and composed and like a leader was shocking to me. And, and I think part of that is because Newcastle had no interest in him in you know, for the last year plus. And then in Turkey, it's out of sight, out of mind. But um, I was I was super impressed with DeAndre Yedlin in the Mexico game. I, I will admit that I was not happy to see him in the starting lineup, and then I thought that he played you know as well as as he could play within that role. Um, so I was I was could not have been more uh, surprised in a positive way than, than getting uh, DeAndre Yedlin because while you know right back is somewhat of our our deepest position. Um, it is the official position of this podcast that the entire team should be made out of right backs. So the more right that's, backs, better.
2: that's the dream, right?
3: <laughs>
2: all right.
3: Backs. Um, God willing. God willing. All right. Backs. So let's talk about um, most disappointing. Um, and I I think that uh, it's possible. We all have the same answer on this. And if we do, we can just skip next to the next thing in the production notes. But um, Ben, why don't you go first with that?
2: All right. Well, I mean, that's the easy, that's the low hanging fruit, but. Um, I'm going to try not to get tired and feathered here, but I'm going to go with Sergino Dest.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> so we actually, there are two possible answers here. And that was one of them that doesn't get us to immediately the next thing. So good. Go. Um, I mean,
2: I'm not concerned about him long-term. Like just if you watch the dude play soccer, he's clearly one of the three or four most talented players on the team. But like, he just didn't look great. Um like, he graded at, for my, like, whole grading system, he graded out at a zero against Switzerland, four against Honduras, and then negative three against Mexico, and he got pulled 60 minutes in. Like, he, against Mexico, I was dinging him for bad touches. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not really concerned about him, but, like, I'm starting to wonder if, like, we just put him at right back and let him, let him be. So because like the, the one game that was decent, the plus four was a right back. And I know we've got a million right backs, but like, I don't know why mess with why mess with like, you know, Barcelona's starting right wing back or right back. Just figure out the other position. Left back has been a hole for 30 years. Why not just keep it
3: up? So I th- I think that the uh, the idea there is that there's a there's a concept in football and it usually it usually goes with the offensive line is that it's better to just play your backup left tackle than to move your right tackle to left tackle and put in your backup right tackle, even if you like your backup right tackle more, because instead of making one position worse, you've now made two positions worse. Right. So playing Sergino desk out of position at left back makes left back worse than, than it would be if you had a a true starting left back and right back worse. So I, I think I'm with you. I think that, that, while I love the conceptual idea of him combining with with Christian on the left, I, I think that the the potential drawbacks and his clear discomfort, um, just play him at right back. Play people right. in the position they want to play.
2: I mean, cutting in on the right foot, scoring that banger against Jamaica, that's great, but, like, I don't know. Just not sure it's worth the sacrifice.
1: Yeah.
3: So, so uh, Greg,
0: wh- who do you got? Mine was also going to be Dest, uh, so I'll pivot a little bit and say – uh, Zach Steffen, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, and this is just nitpicking because Ben took mine, but uh, <laughs> Steffen, you know, got injured in Mexico and he didn't look that good in uh, the Honduras game, so it was just kind of, it's not something that I would have expected from the guy who's like supposed to be heir apparent to the Manchester City keeper uh, handle, so and also that dove ties very nicely with my uh, surprise of the tournament so i'm gonna I'm gonna stick with both keepers
3: right and and to be clear here so disappointment does uh, assume a certain base level of of expectation which is why none of us are talking about Jackson right like nobody was disappointed by Jackson Yule because everybody knew what that was going to be um, right so like there's no disappointment there so for me the disappointment and this this disappointment comes from, uh, from a different place than most people who, who have this disappointment. But my disappointment was with Josh Sargent. And this is where uh, me and Ben disagree, your system and my eyes. So while your system has actual basis, my eyes are uh, my favorite pair of eyes that I've ever had. <laughs> so Josh Sargent, um, his whole thing is that, is that, you know, you can do a lot of positive as a center forward without scoring goals right? Like there's pressing, there's hold-up play, there's, um, you know, combining, there's dropping deep into the midfield to get the ball and create runs and looks. Um, and I thought that he played poorly, like poorly, poorly against Switzerland. I thought that he played fine against Honduras and I thought that he played poorly again against Mexico. And I'm, I'm someone who does like Josh Sargent, but the, the, when he can't hold the ball up and when he can't, combined then the lack of goals start to become glaring and i thought that in the, the switzerland game um and granted you know friendly whatever but i i think i can i can pinpoint three or four times where he had his back to the goal received the ball and it bounced off his foot 15 yards in the wrong direction and you're you're watching that and you're like okay if he can't hold the ball up then what are we doing and if his whole thing is hold up play, then then there's another guy we have who's much better suited to it in daryl dK. so if if he's if he's not scoring goals and he, and he's not um holding the ball up, then you're then you have him in there for a defensive role. And I think if you're if you're wasting your center forward on a defensive role, then then there are problems. So, right. And
2: I, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you too much. like I think if if we're really going to press high, then like he's the dude for that. Like he is yeah. such a hard runner, willing presser whatever. And really what kind of bums me out is like, I don't know if you remember watching him like as a kid, like 17, 18. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've got this thing where I said like people have the scoring gene. Like some people just have like, whatever you think about Jesse zardas like ball's going to go off his back. It's going to hit something. It's going to go in the net. Like for whatever reason, <laughs> that dude just scores goals. And like Sargent had that. And then, like I don't know if like Bremen just like hustled it out of him or what, but like I don't know. It's almost like a, a quarterback who gets like sacked a thousand times is his rookie year and he's never the same. I don't. You know. can like, say
3: you, you can say David Carr. It's fine. <laughs> you can say <laughs> right?
0: Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I have so, a couple of comments to that because that's really funny. I think Kevin was the one that mentioned that last week said almost the exact same thing, except he called it uh, Josh Sargent swag like goal scoring swag. And kind of also surmised that <laughs> he got it beat out of him in the in the Bundesliga. Um, and I also I like the uh, goal scoring gene because I think that also applies to hockey with uh, Johan Franzen, who just puts his big butt in front of the net and somehow it always nobody knows how, but it always just bounces off and off him and manages to make
3: it into the goal. Right. Yeah, and I I think that there's there's a lot to that. I rem- like I remember the book on him. I think yeah, I think when he was seventeen because he was he was playing at that World Cup.
2: Yeah, I got the silver ball at the under twenty World Cup as a seventeen year old or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah. and he was like he he was just like swag incarnate, and now he's like hard worker, tough, blue mm-hmm. collar, and it's like no, we don't we don't want that. We want. Right. Swa- Do
2: you remember swag. that goal where he like popped it over a guy's head and like
3: volleyed it on the fly? Yeah it was phenomenal. And like, and, and I was actually, uh, someone retweeted it on uh, today or yesterday. Um, They were talking about like that one goal that he got in Bremen where he like, he got it turned around and just like launched it from 30 yards and it, and it hits the back of the net on, on, on the fly. And you're like, why can't he do that all the time? And I think what it is, is that it's, it's someone who's thinking too much. You know, and I think like at a certain point, not scoring goals becomes the reason you don't score goals. Right. You know, and strikers,
2: strikers are so streaky. Like the best Altidore ever played for the U.S. was when he scored like 30 goals at Alkmaar. Yeah. And he just came back like just ready to go. And then he moved to Sunderland and like just worked his butt off and tried really hard and scored one goal. And like, I don't know, he was never quite the same.
3: Yeah. I think, I think that there's, there's a lot to that. And that's part of, and this and, is, this is why I'm going to go, I'm going to transition to the the question about like, who is the center forward for this team? Because I think Jordan Piefolk, uh, he has it. Like he plays in Switzerland against, you know, honestly, I'm not sure that the three of us wouldn't get 500 minutes in Switzerland right now. Um, you know, it's not a good league, but he scores, he scores, he assists. I think, you know, he, he, he sees the ball go in over and over again you know like there's that concept in basketball that a scorer who gets to the foul line will eventually get hot because you just need to see the ball go in and so i think that you, that's what's happening
2: so are we saying pfo are we saying pfock how we how are we how are we doing this
3: so it, it is the official position of this uh podcast that it's uh PFOC j- simply because um we want his nickname to be PFOC railroad
2: <laughs> also it's giving me like do you remember the old SNL skit with uh, Andy Samberg, Sofa King? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm getting that kind of vibe with uh, with
3: Jordan here. Uh yes, it's there. <laughs> it's very much there. Um, but, I said
2: sofa, Mom, sofa.
3: So sofa, so. So. <laughs> um, so the so so I I was thinking, you know, what are you guys thinking coming out of this window? Obviously, um, DK played and played well against. Against a completely disinterested Costa Rica, but we got four, three and a half competitive games. So, what's your what's your nine depth chart at this at this moment?
2: All right, so I have a question for you guys. Give me the give me the height weight that you think um, that you think Daryl DK is.
3: Uh, I actually I looked this up, so I can't answer it.
2: Six three two thirty. Okay, give me the height weight that you think Jordan Pifak is.
0: Uh, that's a better one. Um, I I I'd say six foot one eighty. Six foot one ninety five. All
2: right, so Jordan P. Fock is six three two hundred. What? Daryl D. Daryl DK is six one two twenty.
3: What? What? He's <laughs> <Pefock's laughs>
2: taller. Yep. So I could have a-
0: DK was bigger.
2: <laughs> so I mean, obviously DK is more solid. You can look at the dude; and he's built like a linebacker. Right. But, um. Like for the, the whole narrative out there that, you know, Daryl DK has to be this giant holdup striker, I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I mean, PFOC is doing an all right job at that height. Plus, he's, you know, he's 25, he's got five years of pro experience. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not saying I hate Daryl DK or anything, but I think, I think that the narrative out there may not be entirely accurate.
3: What? No, narratives are always correct. <laughs> Um, so I, I think my thought with DK versus Pifog is um, is that P-Fuck, he doesn't move like two hundred. You know that's why I said one eighty. He moves really, really smoothly, and DK DK moves like you know. And obviously, whenever you make comparisons of this sort, you know you never you don't mean they're exactly the same. But he moves like Lukaku moves, right? Like he's big and he's imposing and he can you know keep guys off with his off arm
2: right he doesn't have that touch but
3: yeah right similar right. build but but it, it almost like doesn't matter because you, you know when he doesn't have a great touch with his back to the goal like you, you can't get around it um and so it, it gives him an ever, extra half a second and so look I, do i think daryl dk right now is better than either pfok or or sergeant no i don't i think that he offers something that neither of the other two does but I, I don't think that if, if you have a, a must-win game against Mexico, clearly he's the guy. But I do think that we need to start considering that, that Pifak is the Jossie's artist of this generation. You know, he plays and he scores for whatever reason. You know, that goal against Honduras was – it was nice. It was not a simple goal. And he made it happen.
2: Right. And, um, like, the thing I think we get stuck in is we talk about players, like what they are right now is what they are forever. Um, right like Daryl DK is 21. Like he's, there's a, I don't know if you guys have seen this this morning, but there's a rumor going around that Watford is trying to buy him. So like,
3: uh, do we maybe, like that?
2: I don't even know. <laughs> Better than Orlando city. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe cause Watford just got promoted. Maybe he goes there and blows up and like, it's not even a conversation or maybe he goes there, gets buried. And I mean, who knows?
3: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that I, I would love to see him playing in it for a team that doesn't play volleyball yeah you know barnsley is is miserable to watch (laughs) um yeah i watched a couple games this year it's not not great it's not great and it's like it's i'm I'm currently reading uh inverting the pyramid which is like the history of of soccer tactics dude Um, i
2: tried that a couple times i can i can't get through like the first hundred pages i probably shouldn't say that out loud but the beginning of it is rough
3: yeah it's 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 there's a whole lot of like and then they continued to not change for thirty years.
0: Right, Asa okay. is a giant nerd. He can power through pretty much anything.
3: Yeah, and it's a history book, which I'm a you know specifically nerdy about. Um, hey, I'm so... a history teacher. I'm there with you, but oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel great about myself at this moment. Oh um, man, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that the, the thing is is that we we all like DK, but we we need to sort of see what he is at a higher level with Pifo, um, you know he, he was under contract with somebody in France I don't remember who um, but he apparently couldn't cut it in France but he is scoring goal after goal after goal in Switzerland and you know I do think that, that 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 we are looking at at you know I I think that he's just the guy who scores goals and do you want him playing for 75 minutes no um, because he, he maybe doesn't provide many of the other things but you know, chasing the game off the bench, I think that he's a great option. Um, and then it becomes a question of, like, do you want Sargent? Do you want DK? Do you desperately want, you know, I don't know, Cade Cowell, who's not even really a striker? Or, you know, who, who are we really looking at? Because I think for so long, we've all, we've all had Sargent there because of how brilliant he looked. But at a certain point, you know, if you don't progress, you, you're, you're not progressing um and and other people are so I think that 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 the concept like you know who you are is not who you will be and who you were is not who you are is probably like the the key to this discussion but I think right now you know I think right now it's still sergeant but I I'm not positive that that'll be the case in November I think it is in September but I don't know that it will be in November
2: yeah I mean for right now I think he's our best shot at a complete forward a guy that can kind of do some of everything but like if you told me in a year from now somebody I never heard of was starting for that right? I'd be like, okay.
3: Yeah. It's it's not like um it's not like the the that right wing where we're like, no, no, no that is Geo Reynas until Geo Reyna has a child who will then take the mantle right. of Reyna.
2: I mean, what if what if Matthew Hoppy scores nine goals at the Gold Cup? I mean, who knows what's gonna happen. I
3: so so we we talked about this uh in the last episode. Um, but the idea that uh <laughs> that Matthew Hoppe on like a small sample size was the best striker in the world is the funniest thing in the world (laughs) it's like there was like a three game span where i I believe greg said that he was messy but better
0: (laughs) easy greg (laughs) i would never disrespect Messi like that he's lying it was him (laughs) Um, i said he was better than ronaldo
3: you did say yeah right who we uh I I I don't know that we've ever discussed it, but I think it's probably uh, podcast canon that we don't like Ronaldo very much. Well,
2: at least at least Hoppy can enter the United States safely. He's got that That's going for him.
3: True. <laughs> uh, although we do although, wait, 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 we
0: do like yeah. Cristiano Jr. though, since he's born <laughs> in San Diego. So we don't like try to press
3: buttons too much. Uh, longtime listener, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, we'd be happy to have your son. Uh, yes cristiano jr uh, that is a left winger of 2034 I guess I don't know how old the kid is but 2038 sure um so let's let's talk a little bit uh, about sort of the, the other thing that we that we really need to learn here and and we touched on it a little bit but what are we doing with the the backup six and is the gold cup as important as i think it is because I think that what we learned is Jackson Ewell can't do it at at a high level, and uh, you know we we talked you you talked a little bit about this on on the website, um, Ben. But but what what were your thoughts about Jackson Ewell? And and I want to use that sort of as an entree into what I want to talk about next.
2: All right. So I mean, this isn't exactly breaking new news, but like if you're carrying Jackson Ewell, theoretically, it's because. He hits a nice diagonal. He like plays surprisingly quick first time passes to get moves started. Yada yada yada, um, and then you watch him play, and like I don't know about you guys, but like I thought he was okay defensively. Like I was kind of pleasantly surprised by that. But he doesn't do anything passing. Like he hits, you know, the average pass you expect anybody to hit, and not much otherwise. Like I was looking at this, and I mentioned it. I think in like the Honduras recap I wrote. Like, I went back and just broke down, like, the the passes I found notable. So, like, either a pass, I'm like, oh, that was good, or a pass from, like, oh, that was bad. Um, and he rated out, like, zero against Honduras, negative three against Switzerland. I went back and did, like, the last five games. The best score he'd put up was a, a positive five, and that was a U23 game against the Dominican Republic. <laughs> so. Like
0: Ben, Ben, I don't know your uh, system that well. What are the what's the scale? Just like negative ten to ten.
2: Um, so I watch the game, and uh, for every player, it takes forever. For every player, I every time they do something notably good or notably bad, I assign it like a plus minus value. So like a negative one, and then all the way up to like a plus or minus five so like those never get given out the only one of those I gave out during the entire window is I gave a five to uh Horvath's penalty save in the 120th minute but usually everything is like a negative one or a negative two so basically I went back and looked at just passes that I found notably good or notably bad from him like and there was very very few notably good passes and some turnovers and you know passes they were intercepted so if you're carrying Jackson Ewell like what situation are you going to use them in? Like you're not playing Dominican under 23 teams that often.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to make reference to the fact that uh, the, the quality of side in Cuva was probably below a U23 <laughs> Dominican team. <laughs> um, but so, so let's, let's, so if, if Jackson, Ewell can't do it. And if uh, Kellen Acosta is Acosta <laughs> exciting to anybody, you know, like Kellen Acosta to me is like, Okay, like he's there. That's fine.
2: Well, I mean, he's
3: he's an athlete
2: that can actually, like, he can do defensive work. He can cover ground the Jackson Ewell can't. I mean, he got flipped to left back against Mexico just to handle uh, Linas and did a pretty good job over there. So, like, he has. Yeah, I think he has physical I, traits that Ewell just doesn't.
3: Yeah, but what I'm more interested in, and what I think is is much more possible, is that this Gold Cup. Um, and the players who will be at the gold cup are going to be the guys who are really auditioning for that backup six role. I agree. Um,
2: and that's going to be interesting. Cause it's going to be, who does he call up? So like, if it's going to be another Jackson, Yule type, you're looking at a Bucio. Right. but if you're going to try to find uh, an Adams guy, then you're talking about uh, Sands or maybe flack. I don't know. Flack, maybe a, a hybrid between um, like a Yule and a Adams. I don't know. I need to see more of that kid.
3: Yeah, so so the, the guy – so I really like – as much as I don't like the the prototype of the Jackson Ewell, the sort of like regista, I think they call it, mm-hmm. um, the, the metronome six, I think Buccio is great. Um, I think that, that Johnny Cardoso is somebody who we, we wrote off because Jason Christ doesn't believe in coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think Johnny Cardoso is, is somebody who we can, we can really look at. And also the, the guy who I think I'm most interested in at that six role um, going forward is uh, I mean, Oh, no to Saudi aside yes. is, is, <laughs> is who you mentioned is James sands and James is oh. complete, sorry, completely, <laughs> completely overlooked by the national team. And I don't understand why.
2: Yeah. I'm at a loss. Cause the, like the other option that seems Burr Halter seems to be kicking around is if Adams isn't available, go into that three man back line and, like Sands is a candidate because he plays center back a lot for New York City as well. So I, I like him a lot better as a D mid than a, as a center back. But I don't know. I can't believe that kid hasn't gotten a shot yet.
3: Right, and you and you look at the like sort of the, like the list of guys who have. You know, like look. I, do I like? I love Andres Pereira. It's he's he's great. He's not better than James Sands right now. Like he's no. he's he's not. You know, and and. and you know there are other guys who 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 i guess like conceptually could do it i i remember everybody was really really excited about aiden morris but he's not he, he's not gonna be around for another year yeah that was a uh,
0: bummer
3: yeah it was a bummer you know and 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 you look at you know or maybe like moses nyman who's 17 you know like there's there's just a lot of, <laughs> and
2: not actually american yet
3: <laughs> uh we'll get there it's fine <laughs> look if we assume justin che is Moses Nyman's American. Well, because Justin Shea
2: it, actually has American citizenship.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Moses Nyman does not. Being That's, American is just a state of mind. We just have to give him a couple of Budweiser's, a big-ass <laughs> whopper. He'll be fine. We'll get him there. I'm sure uh, Beef
2: will sign off on that.
3: Yeah. To be clear, we are I, not... I don't uh, know
0: how big of a check are we going to write him to do it.
2: <laughs> uh, right.
3: To be clear... I'm not opposed
2: to that, by the way.
3: Yeah. Moses Nyman, 17. We are not advising giving him Budweiser's. <laughs> that would be illegal... And we would never advise such a thing. We would, however, advise uh, bribery of FIFA. Uh, that's fine.
2: Bring SEC bagmen to the USMNT program. Do it.
3: I mean, I think we should. I see no why reason. Why? Is there a rule against it? <laughs> that is if also a known stance of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I see no reason why we shouldn't cut a check to uh, Malik Sinogo. Right? You know, like. Here's, here's $4 million under the table. You're American now.
2: I mean, there's rules against it in college football. And people do it anyway. As near as I can tell, there's no rules against it in international soccer.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a reason. I mean, look, FIFA probably would be like, depends on the country. Like <laughs> France can cut a check. Uh, America, maybe, uh, you know, Scotland, probably not.
2: I mean, <laughs> the, head of FIFA named, the head of FIFA is named Johnny Baby. They're going to be flexible.
3: It, it, it's fine. Like like maybe they like as long as like we, we promise that they get a cut. It's like you get 20% of all of all <laughs> right. Like Yes, this is this is this is acceptable and fine. <laughs> um so I think among the players that we're gonna see at the Gold Cup, um, I think I think Buccio, if we see Bucio and Sands, I, I couldn't be happier. Um what I'm concerned about is that we are going to see uh Michael Bradley because we can't have nice things. <sighs>
2: I can't, I can't think about that right now. And <laughs> I feel terrible. Michael Bradley should be a U.S. legend. Uh, I feel
3: awful what happens, what's happened to that guy. Well, like, the thing is, is that it's, it's like Josie. Is that if Josie and Michael Bradley lead the team to, to the World Cup in 2018 and, you know, have some nice moments, then we all think of jo- Josie and Michael Bradley in very positive terms. They failed. And was it all their fault? No. It was a team effort to fail. And also, like Mexico and Costa Rica did some bullshit. But, um, you know, it, it, it's hard because it's like that, that was their team. That was Josie and Michael's team. And they, they couldn't do it. So now it's like every time I think of Michael Bradley, I think of Cuba. And I, yeah. don't, but what I should think of is I should think of that 2013 Gold Cup, which yeah. was
2: great. Or the goal against Max. I don't know. I just feel like Klinsman ruined Bradley's legacy. He didn't know what to do with him, asked him to do a million things. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if we go down the list of things that Jurgen Klinsmann ruined, it would not <laughs> right. stop at Michael Bradley. Yeah. Um, but so I I think that that we we're hopeful that 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 the Gold Cup is used more as a at least from my point of view I'm hopeful that the Gold Cup looks more like a okay who's going to help us with World Cup qualifying not um, let's win this meaningless tournament against Mexico's C team because I imagine right. they'll send. The manner of B team to the elicit. just
2: just bring four sixes, whoever they are, and put them in the cage and say best man wins.
3: Uh, it's going to be Jeff Cameron. <laughs> I would be
2: okay with that just for the meltdown.
3: <laughs> oh man, Twitter would lose it. Uh, I'll, <laughs> also, I, I do want to say not that he's a six in any sort of proper way. If Eric Williamson is not part of this Gold Cup roster, I am going to lose it.
2: Yeah, that dude is getting. Uh, he's getting the. Uh, I don't know. I'm raw into the deal here
3: yeah he's so he's playing so well. Like I don't know what more you want from him.
2: Did you guys um, see the tweet he sent out? like he just eviscerated Jackson Ewell and afterwards he sent out like the Michael Jordan, and I took that personally.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's great.
2: More of that on the team, please.
3: <laughs> and like that's the thing is that this this team does have a certain like swagger to it, and he I think he fits into it. you know, I think the like the the least swaggy person on the team right now. Is like John Brooks, and even he has some swagger to him and also is willing to fight, you know, whenever, which is great. I don't
0: think you can say anybody that's willing to fight as soon as John Brooks is has no swagger. And again, the answer for least swaggiest person on the team is always going to be Ethan Horvath. Uh, actually,
3: actually, guys, unfortunately, there is, a, there is a correct answer to this, and we have video evidence. Um, Serginho Dest, swagless, <laughs> swagless.
2: <laughs> Uh, plus, I feel like I feel like Horvath is like so far into the no swag territory he starts to have swag again.
3: <laughs> it's like it's like the the guy who like who who shows up in in like really really tight blue jeans and a tucked in <laughs> shirt and a cowboy hat, and everybody's like, well, okay, okay. Well, do you I guys like
2: you. do do you guys remember Brian Cardinal? It was kind of like that. His nickname was yep. like the janitor. He wore like old man knee braces. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's like yeah, it's like at a certain point, uh. Your lack of swag becomes swag. Brian Scalabrini is called the White Mamba. Oh, yes. Like, the man has no swag, but that became his swag. But I'm serious. um, If any of our listeners have not seen the video of Serginio Dest on TikTok, uh, you got to see it. You had to be
0: more specific which one.
3: The one where he and a group of three other dudes are doing a choreographed today. There you go. Uh, and, <laughs> and
0: Brian Scalaprini definitely has swag. Have you seen him roll up and just <laughs> trash people at local uh, like YMCA's around Boston? He no, but... like He plays one-on-one. He beats them like 11-1 every time and then just says, y'all, Yo, like, I'm not a good NBA player. You guys couldn't even sniff the league and then he walks away. Yeah, Awesome. And if,
2: if Horvath doesn't have a deal with Pepsi Max pretty soon, he needs to fire his agent.
3: Seriously. Like, like uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't in a Pepsi commercial the next day, right? Um, I guess I, like, you know, even Kendall Jenner got a Pepsi commercial.
2: I mean, Pepsi's doing great
3: these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the, uh, the last question is, and it's, and it's, a, it's, it's an easy up or down um, that we have on, on our sort of uh, our, our plan here uh, right now, everyone's mm. healthy. We've got three games against Costa Rica, Mexico, and Canada in the World Cup qualifying. Who's your goalie and for how many games? Uh, let's start with uh, Ben, then Greg, then I'll go.
2: Hmm. All right. So I don't want to overreact to the whole, like, you know, just the, the you know, heroic you know, overtime performance or whatever. But, like, when somebody has a good scoring chance against uh, Ethan Horvath, I feel like he's going to come up with a big save. Like, he just gives me that kind of, like, safe feeling. Like when the same thing, that same situation arises with Zach Steffen. Like I don't know about you, but I don't get that feeling. And I, oh, go ahead.
3: No, no, I, I, I'm just like I'm, I'm with you. Like that sense of calm.
2: And so, this is like a point that there's a dude on Twitter named Jamie Hill. It's worth a follow. But like, he had this bit the other day about um, the U.S. and maybe Burhalter overvaluing secondary skills too much. Like we're prioritizing the passing skills of a defensive midfielder. We're prioritizing like the ball skills of a defender. We're prioritizing like distribution from a keeper. At what point do you just like value? This keeper saves the friggin' ball. <laughs> you and know it's, what
3: I mean? yeah, that that's, and it's funny because like, there was a, I remember like there was a joke um, or maybe not a joke, but like an assessment of uh, there's a, there's a keeper in an American keeper in, uh, plays for Maccabi Haifa. And during their, their Europa League game against Tottenham, the uh, like the commentator was like, yeah, like many American keepers, he's known as just a shot stopper. And I was sitting there and I was like, wait, is that an insult?
0: Like, right. a,
3: a, the job of a goalie is to stop goals. <laughs> it's like, is well, he great distribution? No, but he stops goals. And like the, the, the
2: thing about Horvath is always people were like, he's not good with his feet. He's not good with his feet. So like, this was back before I had, like, started grading games and things. But, like, the, I think a lot of where that comes from is he played against uh, Chile in 2019, and it was a little rough. Like, I just went back and looked up a couple of tweets that got sent out during the game, and it was like, uh, Horvath, here's one from some dude named Kevin Morris. We learned that Horvath can't play in this system. The U.S. is incapable of building out of the back through Horvath with panic and unable to accurately pick out players down the field. Now, I don't know about you, but, like, I didn't really feel any of that. So you, you've got to think the last two years, you know, maybe he's worked on that. <laughs> so, right. you, you know, and he's not stuck in one spot. He's improved.
0: Right. Wait. Do you think he's had enough
3: free time over the past two years to work on something <laughs> like that?
2: Maybe, maybe a bit.
3: <laughs> um, and that's the thing is that he doesn't need. To, and and like in terms of secondary skills, it actually circles back to Josh Sargent. Because it's like, yeah, he's really good at pressing. But, but does he score goals? <laughs> Right. And at a certain point, like, that's your job. Like, if you should be good at the other parts of your job. But um, the job of a goalie is to prevent goals. The job of a, a center forward is to score goals, uh, unless it's like a dropping deep center forward, like Firmino or, or whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's totally correct. So you, you've got Horvath. Uh, Greg, who do you got? Yeah, same. I've
0: got Horvath with the edge. I don't think you can give him all three games just because you kind of need to see still what Stefan can do. But uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's similar to what Ben said. Horvath just seems to be more engaged right now, whether or not it's he thinks he has to prove himself and Stefan thinks that the job is his to walk into. But I, it, it just seems like Horvath is more engaged with everything he's doing and Stefan's just more like he expects to be there. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I th- and I think that's possible because I think that there's, there's a certain hunger that comes from uh, Horvath because Stefan did play in serious games for Man City. You know, he doesn't need to prove himself to go anywhere else because he is their cup goalie. You know, he, he won an FA Cup he won, or a, a, a League Cup. You know, he played in, in all of the matches of the FA Cup, you know, and and so I think for him, it's like, OK, like, am I the, the second goalie at Man City? Yeah, but, you know, the first goalie is pretty freaking good. Um, right and
2: 27 so, by the way it's not like he's
3: 38 or something yeah right so it's like so i think stefan sort of looks at it and is like look as long as pep is here i've got a job i've got income i've got games to play and i can go and be the guy for for america whereas horvath is like uh i'm not getting anything nobody nobody is even letting me play crap games in belgium
2: i need to prove myself another interesting thing though is horvath is available on a free transfer Okay, so he's going somewhere. I, th- so I think I saw he's, that... He's just got to go somewhere and play. Yeah. Just play, man.
3: I, I, I think I saw because because on a long enough timeline, all Americans are linked here. But I think Spezia inquired. inquired <laughs> but on a long enough timeline, all Americans get linked there. So I, I don't know if it's real. Um, I, think, I think he was the fifth American dish transfer window who's linked there. Um, so... well, all the
2: cool kids have an American player now, so...
3: Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody knows that the coolest team and coach in, in the world is Roma with Josie Mourinho. <laughs>
2: of course so. that's going to go great.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. We're all real excited about that. <laughs> um, okay. So I think that that's, uh, that's all we got. Any, any, uh, last minute comments about the window?
2: Nope. Just excited for whenever the gold cup roster drops.
3: Uh, I think it's, it's supposed to drop like later. We're, we're, we're recording, uh, the 14th. So I think like the provisional rosters were due to be submitted today, but I think that they're going to be like 60 players long. So I don't know how much we're going to learn. But if Eric Williamson is not on that 60 page roster, we riot or 60 (laughs) day riot. Incitement to riot is a crime and I'm, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Uh, All right, Greg, do you have any, uh, any further comments?
0: Yeah. I'm just very proud of all three of the children that (laughs) compile uh, Ethan Horvath and a kid.
3: We we appreciate all three of you, and thank you to your uh, your parents for letting you stay out late on the night of the Mexico game. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. All
2: right, take it easy, Will. all right
3: bye. bye. Bye.
0: How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my
3: friends using the Anchor app. And well, you know, I I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free, but they say nothing is free.
0: Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow.
3: Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's like, you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that
0: confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident
3: any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app.
0: It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say
3: you, we mean the royal you, listener not just you Asa uh, or but, you Greg right uh, and not just you Greg you Greg but you Greg Greg Berhalter, who, who I assume listens Does, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast
0: we have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast why do we need a second one I mean you certainly don't need an extra G no that's just that's incredibly wrong
3: <laughs> um, but you know People listen to our our podcast, and they they listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic?
0: It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener.
3: (laughs) Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does.
0: It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services.
3: And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google more you need it, than those three right our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need so that's what you need what do you, what do you want um so here's here's probably the biggest question um it is well established that you get pra- paid in breakfast tacos yes um but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency such as dollars or pesos could they do that through the anchor app
0: I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that, but yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined.
3: We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice.
0: Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast, and I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button and you'll hear from
3: us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, So it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place, through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes
0: bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure
3: does. So, do you, do, you want to, do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS, um, because we don't get anything from it. So, just go straight to anchor.fm. Or download the free Anchor app so you, too, can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos.
0: That's really the dream, man.
1: Thanks again to our guests, Greg and Ben. Check out Ben at BLHerald on Twitter as well as at HalfSpaces.com. Um you can check us out at TLS underscore N underscore T D S on Twitter. We're talking football, we're talking football, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, we're talking Cade Cowell because that's our focus today. Um you know, feel free to send us a message or interact with us in any way. We uh we don't have an Instagram, we uh we'll get that going. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor app and the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um Please like, subscribe, give us five stars on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wherever else. So, thank you so much, and we will see you next time.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.